Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. Did you know that there is more to worship than singing in the choir, or giving in the offering, or going to prayer meeting every week? Oh yes, there is indeed. Sometimes our greatest form of worship is expressed in simply loving the people in our lives. Thank you for joining me today and every day on the Charisma Podcast Network. I am your host, Bible teacher and author, Carol McLeod. We're studying the book of 1 John in this Bible study that is appropriately titled, All You Need Is Love. There's a theme developing in the book of 1 John chapter 4 as we wring the truth out of every verse. The theme that's developing is the theme of love, but the love that we're studying is not human love. It's not emotional love. The type of love that John is calling us to exhibit is agape. It's God's love splashed out through our lives on the world around us. There are 21 verses in the fourth chapter of 1 John, and John and the Holy Spirit have teamed up to use the word agape 28 times in 21 verses. Now, that does not cause me to get uptight or nervous. That sets me free. I realize I don't have to love people with my human love. I just have to open myself to the love of Christ. I don't need to drum it up, stir it up, or make it up. I just need to abide in Christ and allow His love to fill up every corner of my human heart. This is a very important theme to John and to the Holy Spirit. You see, John and the Holy Spirit aren't expecting you to love people in your own strength or in your own power. You don't have to make up or pretend human love for somebody else's comfort. You have to abide in Christ and let His love flow through you. You can cry out to God for help. You can say, help Jesus I need you. I am unable to love this person in my own strength. The only way I will ever be able to love this person, Jesus, is if you do it through me. And then you set aside self and preference and opinion, and you allow the love of Jesus to flood through your human life. It seems to me that that scripture from the book of John has great weight as we ponder these truths. I must decrease and he must increase. Jesus, less of me and more of you. You know, often in my Christian walk, I have thought that worship was merely singing with my hands in the air and my mouth wide open. I have mistakenly thought that true worship consisted in just coming to Bible study or memorizing scripture or giving in the offering. I have thought that perhaps worship consists of praying for people in unreached people groups. Now, all of those things are worship. All of those things honor God with our choices. But there is much more to worship than all of that. Worship, by definition, is putting God in his rightful place. Worship is lifting his name high in our lives. And I know of no other powerful way to do it than to love someone who 
is in the body of Christ. I know of no other powerful way to do it than to love someone who has been made in the image of God. Did you ever think that allowing the love of God to flow through you to the world around you is perhaps the purest act of worship that you could ever demonstrate? You see, you're demonstrating your love for the Father when you love someone who has been made in His image. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You know, frankly, I don't know how much clearer the Holy Spirit can make it. If you love, you have been born of God. If you choose not to love, then you don't know God. Black is black and white is white. And apparently, according to the Holy Spirit, there is no gray. According to these verses, claiming to love God while being unkind to others while gossiping about others, while judging others, is an impossible canyon to straddle. You won't do it. You will fall flat on your beautiful face. To claim to know God while failing to love others is a false claim. It is hypocrisy. If you're having a hard time loving someone in your world, go back and visit the source of all love. Abide in Christ. Cry out for God to fill you with his supernatural and divine love. Abide in him. Hang out with God. Be filled up with who he is. You know, the Bible tells us that God is love, period. God is love, exclamation point. God is love, end of the book. Love is not one of God's attributes. It is who he is to his very core. Every cell in the structure of God has the DNA of L-O-V-E. If you dissected God Every piece of his eternal and divine makeup would be described in one four-letter word, L-O-V-E. Love is not just one of God's numerous activities. Everything that he does is birthed out of his love. When he corrects us, it's his love that corrects us. When he disciplines us, it's his love that is at the heart of discipline. If he's faithful, it's because his love is unconditional. God is love. First John chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we 
also ought to love one another. You know, God the Father is the greatest example of unconditional love that has ever been in all of eternity past. And we must learn how to love others from His generosity and from His unselfishness. You know, love didn't start with us. You are not the only person on the face of the planet who's ever had a hard time loving a difficult person. Love didn't start with a guy by the name of St. Valentine. Oh, no, it didn't. Love started with God, but it continues through us. God made the first move. God loved you first. He initiated this love relationship that you have now found yourself in. And God chose to love rebels and prodigals and liars. God chose to lavishly love those who rejected him and murderers and indecent human beings. God gets it. God knows what it takes to love swamp dwellers, and yet he does it anyway. Love is demonstrated in an historical event that we know by the name of Christmas. Christmas. God made the first move. God gave his son to us because love always gives. God gave something precious. Love always gives something precious. God gave something life-changing, and love always gives something life-changing. God sacrificed something that he treasured, And love always sacrifices for another's well-being. We don't earn God's love by loving others because it's impossible to earn God's love. God is love. He knows of no other way to be. God's love provides the motivation and the deposit for us to be able to love others. Listen, I want to make a deal with you. If there is someone on planet earth that God doesn't love completely and unconditionally, then you don't have to love them either. But everybody that God loves, you are called to love as well. When you encounter a difficult person, when you encounter someone who gets on your very last nerve, when you meet someone who is like fingernails on the chalkboard of life, if there's somebody who's calling you nonstop, whose calls you would prefer to ignore, this is what you're supposed to do. God, I am not doing a very good job with my human love. God, I don't have the will, the reason, or the desire to love this person, but you do. So give me your agape love for this person. God, flood me with your agape love for this person. God, Father God, give me your heart for this person. And after you have cried out to God with words similar to those, I just want to remind you this, love is not a feeling. You may never feel love for that person, but love is an act of obedience. We obey God and we love whether we feel like it or not. We give whether we feel like it or not. We sacrifice whether we feel like it or not. It has been my experience that if I act first, knowing that God will give me the power to do it, feeling often follows the action. 
1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. The greatest demonstration of the life of God in you is that you choose to love others. The greatest demonstration of the life of God in you comes when you exhibit kindness and generosity, comes when your speech is gentle and loving, and when your actions are thoughtful. That's how the Holy Spirit knows whether or not you have truly been born of God. He knows it by how you treat the people in your world. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.